Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Bole, as always, as we continue our player review slash preview series for the offseason. Normally, we like to go in order and start with the offense, but in the case of Kale McCarr, he gets special treatment. So we're going to talk about Kale, the best defenseman in the world now, and save the rest of the defense for when after the offense is done. But like I said, with Kale, you just have to make exceptions. Sometimes he deserves to be talked about. Pretty I feel like injuries. I feel like if we didn't do Kale McCarr as like the third one, we, people have been like, "All right, what are we doing here? Like, you're, right. you're seriously going to make us wait for like two more weeks until Kale McCarr?" Um, but yeah, exactly like you said, th- there is a strong case to be made that he is the best player on this team, which is crazy to say when you consider the two players we talked about earlier this year or earlier this week. That is, it's just where it's at. So yeah, Kale McCarr gets uh, that special treatment, and he deserves it. It's also indicative of how good this team is that Kale McCarr, for my money, is unquestionably the best defenseman in the world. And we're having the conversation of, is he even the best player on this team? Yeah, we're pretty pretty lucky as abs fans, aren't we? Other teams don't have that conversation like that just doesn't happen. Is there another team out there that you think has that like distinction? Like, would you say there's another team? Well, a team like with the best player at their position, but also questioning if that's even their best player. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I mean, you could make. Well, because like, think about like how many of those even are there? The best center is McDavid. No question about that. Best winger right now is probably. Posternock. Like in the only other guy you can make that case for is Rantanen. Yeah. You know. It's tough, but it, it, yeah. it's just, it's a rare problem to have. But as abs fans, we're just lucky uh, to have this problem. Right. And with Kale McCarr this season, coming off of his first Norris last season at a Stanley Cup and a Conn Smythe, it's like he didn't have any of those this season. So it, it kind of feels disappointing, but it's because the bar was set so high that you forget that Kale McCarr this season was still if not for missing, what was it, 22 games and Eric Carlson scoring 100 points, might have brought home another Norris in what could have been for him considered a down year. Yeah, the I, I think the good summary for Kale McCarr's season is like incomplete. Like It felt like there was a lot left on the table, and a, a lot of that's out of his control. Like You can't control when you get hurt. Like That's just the, the nature of the beast. But, like... It's funny because this is going to be considered a down year for Kale McCarr, and he was still a point per game player. <laughs> there were two, there were two defensemen in the NHL this season who played more than ten games and were over a point per game. Number one was Eric Carlson, who again scored hundred and one points, and number two was Kale McCarr, who had one point one points per game. He had sixty six points in sixty games. Like it's just funny that that's a down year for him. Like right. you come on to this and you're like, yeah, Kale McCarr like wasn't like the all-world Kale McCarr that we expected, but then you look at his stats and it goes, oh, he was just oh, as he good. Was still, just... It was still incredible. Yeah. But it's, you look at his season and it's like I started with, the expectations for Kale are so unbelievably high is that when he doesn't reach that 
exact moniker, you can't help but feel a little disappointed. But also remember, he was still nominated for the Norris and suffered through injuries this season that I think was a lot of complications of this guy is being run into the ground in December and had to miss time subsequently in January. And I think had to play her in December because there, there was no other choice. We still had to try to win hockey games to make the playoffs. Yeah, He, he led the league in ice time this year. I believe so. Yeah. If, if not, I would be fascinated to know who would. Pop no, it was Kale. I'm yeah, pretty it, sure it was Kale. It's Kale. It's actually closer than I thought. Drew Doughty was only nine seconds behind him. Yeah. Uh, Drew Doughty's just a fucking warrior. Like we yeah. know that, but Drew Doughty there, just does that every year. There were a lot of times where Kale McCarr was playing 28, 29 minutes a game. There were and, times he was playing more than 30. Yeah. And that's just with how good Kale is, I get wanting to have him on the ice a ton, but I think for the abs to be successful, you want Kale at what, 25, 26 minutes? Yeah. You want him at normal top pair minutes. And also, yeah. Do you want to guess how many times he played more than 30 minutes in the regular season? I'm going to say over 30. Yeah, over 30 minutes. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like over 30 games. No, it's not. Oh, even, okay. It's not even close to that. Okay. 10? It was It was eight. Times. Oh, okay. I, I thought it would be more because it felt like every other night. It's like, oh, Kilmacar played 35 minutes tonight and Devon Taves played 3430. <laughs> well, if you want to factor in the 28s and the 29s, then we're talking probably closer to 15 and maybe 20 at that point. Okay. But so it wasn't as bad of, as we were as I'm making actually, it out to be. In terms of actually over 30, do you want to guess where all but one of those games were that entire time period? Was it during the final stretch of the season? It was from December 1st to January 7th with two November games thrown in there and one March game. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Makes and then sense. magically missed time after that. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely more banged up than I think we get. Like, what did he even miss games for? Upper body, if I remember right? I don't remember exactly what it was. I'd have to find that. Yeah, but I, I want to say it was I upper think body. I'm very willing to chalk it up as a sore back from how he had to carry this team. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, but missing 22 games of Kale McCarr, I, I'm interested to know what was our record without him? Can't imagine can, it was good. I mean, our rec- I can find our record with him if I can. If Okay, I guess NHL doesn't want to work today. But our record with Kale McCarr in wins, we had him for 34 wins. And in those games, he had 48 points. And we had him for 21 losses. So 34, 21, and 5 with Kale in the lineup this season. Wow. I'm actually looking on StatMuse. They said we were 16, 3, and 2 without him in 22, 23. That's surprising. That is very surprising. But I think there was also a point with this team this season that I think they just got used to injuries at a certain point. And sometimes when a guy like Kale is out, it forces you to step up your game because the best defenseman in the world is not there to bail out your mistakes. That's true, but also going into this year, there's really not that the depth that we have that Kill McCarr can miss 22 games. Yeah, good. We'll get to it more when we talk about the defenseman yeah. later in this series, but we can't have those injuries on the on the defense again. No, absolutely cannot. But I mean, it, it's just it goes without saying that uh, Kill McCarr is very important to this team. Uh, he drives offense. He's I think the best part about Kale McCarr, and I think that's this is what pisses off a lot of um, like Rangers fans when you talk about Adam Fox, is Kale McCarr is not only good offensively, 
but you could make the case he's the best defensive defenseman in the league as well. Yeah. Kel McCarr, for my money, is probably behind only Eric Carlson, the best offensive defenseman in the NHL. I mean, you can't have 100 points and not right. be called the best offensive defenseman. But Kale McCarr defensively, like you said, is probably the best at it too. And that upsets a lot of people that want to call Kale McCarr an offensive defenseman. I think the best way to destroy any credibility to your argument or just to yourself in general is to call Kale McCarr a pure offensive defenseman because it shows you just don't watch him. He's he's so reliable. It's it's funny that he plays with Devon Taves because both of those players are just so responsible in the defensive end and they just read each other so well that when mistakes happen when both of them are out there, you're more shocked by it than anything else because it just rarely happens. Yeah, and there were times this season where those cracks did show a little bit. I think I could chalk a lot of that up to I think Kale was playing hurt more than I think anyone was letting on for most of this season, and Taze had a few mistakes as well. But is there a better defensive pair in the NHL that you could, that you can name off the top of your head? I know, like, analytically, I know McAvoy and Grizzlick are up there. Right. And, like, the, Slavin and But Burns. are you actually taking no. them over Kale no. and Taze? Exactly. No, I'm not. But, like, analytically, I think those were some of the best pairs. But it's... It's just so great when you watch Kale McCarr because he knows when to jump up in the play and he knows when he can't jump up in the play. And it, it's it's really just a masterful thing. Like I thought Tyson Berry was good at it. And then Kale McCarr came in and you go, oh, okay, I see why we traded away Tyson Berry because Kale yeah, McCarr does this. Kale McCarr does everything significantly better than Tyson Berry. Not a knock on Tyson Berry. It's just that Kale McCarr is that. He's everything. There are very few deficiencies in Kale McCarr's game. You can look at this and maybe say this might be the worst season that Kale McCarr is going to have for 10 years. It's very of, funny to say that. Because, because it, it was it still very, year. very good. And <laughs> still finished third in Norris voting, missed 22 games, and was still one of the only defensemen over a point per game. And defensively was still ridiculously solid. There are very, very few deficiencies in his game. And that's why I, I don't even entertain the conversation of best defenseman in the NHL. I don't think anybody does at this yeah. point, because if you watch Kale McCarr, you know, I think Adam Fox is a, I think a clear second, but there are things that Kale McCarr does that Adam Fox just can't do. And Kale McCarr can do everything that Adam Fox does. Except better. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's just funny because you look at last year. Uh, or two years ago, I guess at this point now, he had 28 goals and 58 assists for 86 points, and he still missed five games. Do you think there's a realistic chance he can score 30 goals next year? I think it's a realistic chance. I mean, you look at two years ago where he had 28 goals, he missed five games. You're telling me Kel can't get two goals in five games? I don't, I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't say like Kale McCarr for the next 10 years is going to score 30 goals a season, but I think. 10 years from now, there might be two, maybe three seasons where he does it. I think it's, again, it's like the conversation we've had about wingers and like Ranson and getting above 105 points next year. It's like, you shouldn't really expect that, but he's capable of it. Yeah. I mean, and and you look at like last year, I, I feel like he struggled with the shot. He still shot 9.6%. Yeah. Just That's... a little bit below his career average. Yeah. The year before he shot 11.7%. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But like it's, you look at Kale McCarr and I really think that if he plays 
again, I'm not expecting Kale McCarr to play 82 games. I'm just not. He he hasn't proven that over his time in the NHL that he can play a full 82 game season. Nor should he play a full 82. Game I mean, I, 77 to me is basically 82. Five yeah. games that happens. Playing Agreed. a full 82 game season should be commended because that is ridiculously tough yeah. and you also lucky for avoiding injuries. So 77, 82, it, it's five games. You know, it might affect might affect your stats, but I really don't think anyone should read into yeah. stuff. Yeah. So if he plays like 75 ish games, I I really think there's a chance that Kale McCarr could get 100 points. I really do. He has the capability of getting 100 points. We've seen it time and time again that he can do it. And the seal has been broken. Eric Carlson broke the seal. 100 points has been reached. Am I expecting Kale McCarr to get 100 points? No, but he can do it. If he does do it, if he crushes it, I wouldn't be surprised. But again, there's a reason it's been done once in 30 years. And Kale McCarr has more responsibilities to this team than hitting 100 <laughs> points. It's like, I you, mean, you Eric Carlson was... Uh, he was just not a defenseman. There was a certain point with the Sharks last season where they weren't really playing for anything else. This was like the only thing they've had to play for in the last three seasons is getting Eric Carlson to a hundred points. And he did it barely. Yeah. Like it's it. I I don't think he's ever, I'm not going to say ever. I don't think he's going to do it next year either. Um, Just because it's very hard to do. I think if he can have 80 to 90, that's a really fucking good year. Point point per game to me is just what I come to expect from Kale McCarr. I expect okay. if he plays 82 games, 82 points. If any, I mean, if anything, that's a step back from last right. season. <laughs> right. And you look at his seasons prior, 86 points in 77 games, the year he won the Norris, and last year, 66 and 60. I think 82 to, to 90 is a plenty reasonable expectation for what we've seen from Kale McCarr. And we're talking about points for a defenseman right now, but we all know it's it's a lot more than that yeah. for Kale McCarr. It's his skating, it's his IQ, it's the way he moves the puck. It's like I've said, I'm probably going to say at nauseum in this episode, he just does everything so well. Yep, he does. And going back to that, that point where we think he was more banged up in the regular season last year than we give him credit for, I don't think this is like super indicative to show that he was more injured, but he took more penalty minutes and 17 less games than he did in the year prior. He took 30 penalty minutes. So Kale McCarr doesn't get burned on defense if he's healthy. Like he's the best. There's one of the best skaters. Were, there were times last season where it just seemed like he was just a little bit off. Right. Like and a, that's what, a little bit slower. And I think that's a great point. It shows in his penalty minutes where you take a hook as a guy's getting past you. Again, we talk about the long off season and the effect that that's going to have on this team. I think Kale is going to be one of those guys that greatly benefits from it because winning the Stanley Cup and playing the role that he did and being the target that he was in those playoffs for other teams to wear down, I'm sure that took an effect. And then obviously last season and the amount of minutes that he was playing had an effect on him. You give him six months to, to rest his body, heal, train back up, and even to get stronger and better. My expectations for Kale this season is nothing short of a Norris, barring someone else like Eric Carlson having a 100-point season and him getting hurt again. If he's healthy, it's a stacked field. Yeah. But again, this is the best, and we. Sh- my expectation is for him to remain the best. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that aspect of it. And 
I think this long off season is not only going to benefit, it's going to benefit everyone. We've talked about it in previous episodes, but the amount of minutes that Kale McCarr plays, you're telling me he gets an extra month and a half off. Yeah. I'll t- sign me up for that all day. And I'm really just interested this next season. Are we going to see Kale McCarr play with Devon Taves all the time? Or are they going to start moving up Bo Byram into that top pair? I mean, because it's, it's been proven. Kale McCarr can play with, like he made Ryan Graves look really good. Like it, it, Devon look, Taves. Look at what Ryan, he's riding that to another contract with a right. different team than the one he got traded right. to. Right. And this is like Devon Taves is top 10 defenseman in his own right, but Kale McCarr makes him better. So I'm, I'm interested to see what the abs do with Kale McCarr this upcoming year. And really, cause after this year, it's it's kind of up in up in limbo who his partner is going to be. But I think whoever his partner is, they're going to get a significant bump in points and plus minus and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, I imagine if Devon Tays goes into the season without an extension, still a possibility that he signs it. I mean, it's not out of the yeah. question that could get done for the season. Am I expecting it? Absolutely not. Yeah. But assuming that he does, and there's really no clear end in sight. Bo Byram's going to get minutes with him. And we'll talk more about that with Bo when we get to his episode. But we talked about a little going into the playoffs even is that if there's a time that the Avs are kind of in desperation mode and need some offense immediately, that's probably going to end up being the pairing. And the thing about Devontae is it's not like you feel uncomfortable playing him with Sam Gerrard or anything like that because that pair has been great in the past too when they've tried it. And Bo and Kale if that is going to be your long-term pair that really defines this era of avalanche hockey, doesn't hurt to start giving it a little bit of a world right. season this year. And it's, it's gotten results in the little bit that we've seen of it towards the end of last season. Yeah. It's definitely got results, but it's, it's just going to be interesting to see what the abs do with Kale McCarr this upcoming year, because I just don't think it's sustainable to have him lead the league in minutes. I just don't No. It's not sustainable to the long-term health of Kale McCarr. And even with how good Kale McCarr is, if he's even a little bit banged up, that's just how good the rest of the league is. They can make him look like a normal defenseman. And you you saw that in the later parts of the year. Like, Kale McCarr got fucking suspended this year. Like, he got suspended for game five of the playoffs. Like, that never happens. Never. Yeah, like, that I, might be the, probably going to be the only time in his career he ever gets suspended. Yeah, is he going to be considered a repeat offender now? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking weird to think about. Yeah, Kale McCarr is now on the player safety registry as a repeat offender if he does it again. That's fucking awesome. Um, I, I'm just interested to see, because Kale's not afraid to shy away from contact. He, he's shown it. He He's comfortable laying the body. And I just want, it, it's not a stupid thing to say. I just want Kale McCarr to play as many games as possible fully healthy. Because... Yeah. With him healthy, this team is not only the Western Conference favorite, they're a Stanley Cup favorite. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN to bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050, or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. 
in Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or, fit or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per game. Eligible opt-in required. Max bet 50 10 leg reg for 100% boost eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply terms at draftkings.com slash baseball terms now back to the episode yeah with kale mccarr you have a weapon that no other team can match yeah. i mean with with connor mcdavid in the world the abs can throw nathan mckinnon out there and match him even if mcdavid is better mckinnon you can put out there for a matchup yeah no other team has kale mccarr and Rangers fans would claim like, oh, we have Adam Fox, Merrill Heiskin, and Charlie McAvoy. You don't have Kale McCarr. They can all do great things. They can't do what Kale does. They just can't. And I'm I'm just really excited for him to come back. And but I imagine he's going to be pretty pissed off this year. I think a lot of the apps are going to play pissed off this year. We talked look about at, Nathan look McKinnon. at a lot of his interviews. Yeah, yeah. Like he's going to play. I think more motivated than he did. I'm not saying he didn't play motivated last year, but it, it's easy to ride your own coattails when you're coming off a Stanley Cup championship. Like Kale McCarr had potentially the greatest season a defenseman can ever have <laughs> with awards and his play on the ice. Like it, it, it was, it's easy to ride your coattail. But I think going into this year, they've heard the all off season. I, I don't think really anyone's talking about the Avs that much. Yeah, and I think there's even been a little bit of disrespect thrown yeah. in there. Like, oh, this team's not what they used to be. Yeah. And it's, I think Kale McCarr is going to have a monster year. Monster. Yeah. I mean, look look at that interview he had with, I believe, was it DNVR? Like about yeah, it was. A, a it month was. or two ago. Might have, might have even been longer than that. But saying that, yeah, he's definitely going to be motivated coming into the season. And that loss did not sit well with him to Seattle. And he's tasted victory and a Stanley Cup. He wants it again. And he's going to be even hungrier this time. Don't you find it funny how like the players are taking that loss more personal than you and I are? Like I, I'm over that loss already. Like it, it, I can look back on that and be like, yeah, I mean, we just we weren't the team. But like, you hear every player and they go, yeah, that loss fucking sucked. Yeah, um, and, and I bet it did. They had it, it. and I yeah. bet for Kale it stings even more because even when he was playing, it he wasn't the normal Kale McCarr no. that we're accustomed to. There were points where he seemed like he was struggling against the Kraken and missed an entire game that if he plays, we might have won that game. They played like shit. It definitely would have helped to have the best defenseman in the league in a, in a one-goal game. And I don't think that that sat well with him at all. And we also have to remember, like, Kale's still very young and still, yes. like, maturing as he grows into adulthood and not even close to his, his prime years yet. Like, he's a veteran in the fact that this is going to be only his fifth season like his fifth full regular season with this team because he started the playoffs before yeah. his rookie season so this will be his only his fifth season he's still growing as a person and situations like that against the kraken are only going to this is a crazy word to say for the best defenseman in the world develop and get yeah. better 
Yeah, and I mean, you look at the, the, that Kraken series, and the only game that the Avs won where Kale McCarr was a minus was game two. Uh, game three, which we can say was probably one of the Avs' best efforts, he had three, uh, two points. He was plus three. Uh, game four, which I believe we lost, he was just zeros across the board. Uh, and then game six, he was plus three and had two points. So yep. in the two games where the Avs looked the best, Kale McCarr had his best games. Yeah. I mean, it's very indicative on the stars on this team is that when they play well, the Avs win. I mean, it's not like it was two years ago where they can maybe have a quieter night and Nazem Kadri or Andre Burakovsky has a big night. There's there's less talent behind them than there used to be. And even with the Avalanche's defense right now, it's kind of the same, but you subtract Eric Johnson from the lineup. And now as it stands right now, Jack Johnson's number six, there's going to still be a lot asked of Kale McCarr. And if Josh Manson or anyone gets injured, he's probably going to be called on again to take those heavy minutes. Yeah, he's going to. I mean, it's that's just what it's going to be. But I'm excited for it. What What are your predictions for him for next year? I think he's going to win the Norris. I'm, you know, bold take, best defenseman in the league is going to win the Norris. I'm going to say he puts up 90 points. I think, okay. I think this is going to be his best season. I think Kale McCarr is going to go out there and put his stamp on this conversation because people, they all know Kale McCarr is the best, but people are, are putting Adam Fox still close in that conversation. And Eric Carlson just had a hundred points. I think Kale is going to dominate. I think the the Norris is going to have a lot of worthy contenders in it. We'll see what Eric Carlson ends up being in Pittsburgh this season. If, not being on a terrible team whose sole goal is to get him points is going to affect his eligibility for the Norris. If he's not putting up hundred points, Fox is going to be there. Darlene's going to keep getting better. Heiskin in one of these years is going to break into that conversation. I still think Kale McCarr is going to, is going to take that home again. And from what I'm expecting, considering the long off season, considering the motivation, if he plays 75 plus, I don't think it's really going to be close. I agree with everything you're just saying. I think Kale McCarr has the chance to become this like era's Nicholas Lidstrom where he wins like five Norrises. Um, but I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say he gets 30 goals. Uh, and I think he gets about 80. I'm going to say 86 points. That's where I think he's going to end up at. I, I think he's going to bounce back from what, like, I, I don't want to call it a down year, but for Kale McCarr, this was a down year. Like, it, it's I mean, just the, the thing about expectations is that when you don't meet them, it feels like a down year. Right. It's not like Kale McCarr wasn't good, but if you rewind to how we talked about him last offseason, no one's close, best defenseman in the NHL, Norris, Stanley Cup, Con Smythe. Could have potentially, you could have made the case, like it, you couldn't make the case, but there was at least like, some validity to the fact of he may be the best player on planet earth. Yeah. And I think we're going to have that conversation a lot more this season. I don't think he's going to surpass Connor McDavid, but it's also difficult to have that debate because forwards and defensemen just play such different roles, but I think he's going to break out of the defenseman conversation and move into best player conversation. And he was in that conversation after the cup year. I I think after this year, he's he's, it's lost a little bit of momentum. Yeah. He's still in it. But yeah. it's like McDavid's number one. And like, yeah, you have the conversation about Kale, but it's not really serious right now. No. It's not really serious. So I think he gets back to that level. 
I think we're going to see him have one of the greatest defenseman seasons of all time. Uh, it's just funny to say that because there are so casually too. Yeah, yeah, just so casually, probably one of the best the, the season the defenseman's ever had. Yeah, kind of thing I, you know. I think he's going to go ridiculous, and I think he's going to. I think he's going to be a beast on the power play this year. I, I really think he's going to feast a lot of power play points this year, and he's going to be st- like rock solid defensively, and. We just need him to stay healthy, man. That's really the key when it comes to Kale McCarr. If, if he can play 70-plus games, that's a win in my books. Yep. So I, I I feel pretty good about where Kale McCarr's at. And the scary part is, like you said, he's only going to get better. Right. Like, Kale McCarr's that's, that's scary. He'll be yeah. 25 in late October. Like, he's not in his prime yet. How old is he going to be when his contract ends? When his contract ends, he's got four years left right now. So by the time that contract is up, he'll be 28. <laughs> Dude's going to get fucking... He is going to be in the <laughs> middle of his prime. That, but that's the best part. We can even sign him. Like You sign him to another eight-year deal after that, and he's 36, 37. I imagine maybe one year of that what's, is a bad What's contract. drop-off for Kale McCarr? Yeah. Like, like it's defenseman crazy, in the NHL? Dude. Like and his play style, I think, lends to him playing for a long time, and yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. He's going to get so much money, dude. So much money when he's like, what do you even think that contract would be like? Like, would it be the highest a defenseman's ever been paid? Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. He is going. I mean, let's also picture like this is four seasons from yeah. now. The cap's going to go up. He is going to have even better results, more Norrises, hopefully more Stanley Cups, maybe even like you throw in a heart, maybe even in yeah. there too. That guy's going to get paid. What He's probably going to get pretty close to like the the maximum that you can get. Really? You think it's got – Yeah, I do. I, I think because he's making what? What is it? Like 9.25 is what he's making right now? Just nine straight. <laughs> what the fucking joke? That's what I mean. Like he's making nine right now and going to miss four seasons of the cap rising and more defensemen right now. He's tied for nine. Yeah. Or more defensemen that are going to make more than nine over the next four years. When that contract is up, it is going to be time to pay. Yeah. dude. He could like, I think he could be feasibly in like the 12 to $13 million range. I'm thinking like 15. You're thinking that much? I don't know yeah. if it, like it. We have to see. That's four years from now. But he he could get the record for the highest paid defenseman of all time. I, I, I really do a think real so. possibility. Like depending on what McDavid's contract ends up. Yeah, being, that's going to be the key. Right. Like I there's a chance he could be the highest paid player in the league once that contract is up because McDavid oh, is up sooner. And uh, if all goes well with the cap, it's going to go up, 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 up. Yeah, there's a real chance we have a lot of time to prepare for this unless he is just such a straight team dude doesn't give a fuck about the money. But like, what's a discount? Twelve. That's what I'm saying. I I think he would take a discount and be like, I'll take twelve. Yeah. And you'll be like, okay. honestly, if he's like four years from now, if he signed for 13, like that's still a discount. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without that is I I didn't even think about that because in four years he could easily be outside of maybe the top 15 highest paid defensemen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like I'm trying to I'm trying to think of defensemen who have like big contracts coming up soon, but they're all escaping me because I think well, because Darlene's gonna be one. He's gonna get one of them. Owen Powers 
one that's come to mind, but like he Potential. hasn't proved anything yet. But his contract is next season. I don't think right. he's going to be nine million dollars in no. one season. No. What is, is uh, what Slavin? How how many years does Slavin have left? I think he's still got at least two. Yeah, Slavin okay. still has two. Okay. I don't know if he makes kale money though. I, I could mean, see I, someone paying him that. He, I think he might make like if you give the cap two years to rise. He might, he might make more than Kale, but I don't know if it'll be by a ton. I think Devon Taves is going to make more. You, you think he's going to make more than Kale? If he hits the open market, I think he would. I don't even if he hits the open market. I don't know if he's going to get more than nine. It, uh, I, I, I think he'd be a tough sell for a general manager to give the one B to Kale more money than Kale himself. But that's the thing is, McCarr signed this contract, so it's like it, you can't like he kind of screwed everybody. He did. He really did. Because, like, the fact that Seth Jones is making more money than him and Zach Wierenski, like, Drew Doughty, I get. Carlson, Drew I Dowdy, get. Like, Drew Doughty and Carlson were pre-Kale. Yeah. Like, th- those guys deserve it. But the fact that Seth Jones is going to be making more for than Kale McCarr pretty much that entire time because they signed the contract at the same time, right? Yes. So pretty, yeah. Like, within a year of each other, I believe. Yeah. Or, like, within two. Yeah, like that is just so fucking funny, dude. Like that contract is going to be potentially the best contract in sports by the time it it, al- it, it already is one of the best contracts in the league, if not the best, considering yeah. there's still four years on it. Like, what's another one that you can think of that has just that much value still? For the price and the player, I mean Miko's is pretty good. Like I, the ones that come to mind are Jack Hughes for me. Like that's yep. that to me is the best contract in the NHL. Is Jack? Yeah. Is that still he's, has, he's what? Is it seven point five or eight? I think it's eight times eight, and it's like just starting. What a fucking joke! It's okay. It's year two, so there is still seven seasons left of Jack Hughes at eight million dollars. Oh, Jack Hughes has got to be kicking himself, man. He's oh, that player on his own team. Timo makes eight point eight. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. I mean, yeah, Jack Hughes is up there. Um, I think Miko's up there because he's still making well, a it's, little bit. Well, I'm, I'm thinking also like with term. Like Miko yeah. expiring soon. So I don't know if I'd have him in that conversation. Like Kachuk, nine and a half. That one's a fresh one that's still. I like that one. That one's yeah. good. I like Dougie Hamilton's deal in, in New Jersey. It's pretty good. I think he's a little older to make my list. Yeah. Soros's is pretty good. Shesterkins is pretty good. <laughs> Shesterkins, one of them for sure. Yeah, but I can't. That is going to be hilarious. The payday Kale McCarr is going to get. Yeah. And kudos to Joe Sackick and Chris McFarland for getting that contract signed at nine million dollars. What a joke! It's still such just such an unbelievable yeah. contract that I I cannot believe we have. Yeah, love it. But and fresh off of Nathan McKinnon's too. Yeah, we just pretty good. Go from You're Nathan pretty- McKinnon's. What was it? Six point three. Yeah, we we weren't even done with that one yet before Kale's kicked in. Yeah, and you think about it, you're paying arguably your two best players a combined twenty one million dollars for the next five years. Yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good. But overall, we're both in agree. Kale McCarr is going to win the Norris. He's going to have a bounce back year. I don't think I have anything else for him. But I mean, at a certain point, there's only so many words you can say right. about Kale McCarr and just how special he is. For my money, the best defenseman we've seen since at least Nick Lidstrom, and I fully believe he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And by the time it's all done, there's still a lot left to go, and he's got a pretty good start. He's going to be 
for in my opinion right now in the conversation for best defenseman to ever do it i don't think that like that sounds crazy to say but i don't think you're wrong like i don't think so either it's just because if you look at it like who's your who's your best defenseman of all time right now i think the consensus is bobby orr i think most people are going to go to bobby See, orr. i'd go lidstrom i'd go lidstrom yeah and i i i perfectly respect that but i think if you ask 100 people most of them are going to say bobby Orr because he has the name recognition behind it and when you have this conversation you're going to need to be able to knock off what bobby Orr did i agree Uh, it's because to me my top three i mean you can go top four it's lidstrom or coffee and then throw in whoever you want bork at four like i i it sounds crazy to say but if kill mccarr continues this pace He's going to be one of the all-time greats. Yeah, and he's could, going to he's going to be the the Crosby Ovechkin of this era. Where in ten years, everyone's gonna who's a defenseman going into the draft is gonna say they modeled their game after Kale McCarr yes. and what he did. He's going to be that player along with McDavid that defines this era of the sport. And they still won't market him. Other than his supercuts commercial. <laughs> yep. Still won't do the best marketing that Kale McCarr has is supercuts, which is yeah. awesome. Oh, they, they he did the biosteel ones, but that was with McDavid and Taves. Right. Like if he's not doing it by himself, it doesn't count. Yeah. I want like, do you wonder if like maybe there's more Canadian commercials where he's in? I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea either. But it, it, the NHL needs to market these guys a little bit better because Kale's actually like super witty and funny. Like whenever Kale's you see hilarious. him doing Kale is hilarious. They need yeah. to do more with him. If anyone had a brain to put him just in front of the spotlight, he would thrive in it. Oh yeah, absolutely he would. But I I can't wait to see. I'm pretty sure. Did he get engaged this summer too? Did we see something like that? He got yeah, engaged? I think he did, yeah. yeah. Good for him, man. Good for him. I couldn't get married at his age, but good for him, man. Well, good when you him. have that, when you have that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, good for him, man. I couldn't get married, but that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> I say as I'm almost 30, single, like, yeah, I couldn't get married. Both no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, I'll be at that age soon. I'll I'll join you in that. Well, because are, are you the same age as Kale, or is he old, older? Oh, no, he's two years older than me. He's two years older. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I keep forgetting you're only like 21, 22. I'm 22. Give me some credit. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But let's wrap this one. We're already we're already past your time limit. We're already going over, but that's just that's what Cal McCarr does. We did it last year and we did it again this year. Yeah. He's special. He's gonna, I think, break several records before his time is done. The expectations the Norris. I think that's expectations the Norris. I I agree. I wanted to see before we go, I I does he already have the abs franchise record for points as a defenseman? Does he? I don't know. That's what I'm looking up. If he doesn't, then it's close. Yeah, do do the ad read. Um and I will I will find the stat. Sure. So that's going to kind of do it for this edition of the Teledabs It Is podcast until Christian can find this. But thank you all so very much for tuning in. If you, you can use promo code Teledabs It Is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GYoungsNHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. And you can follow the show at Teletabs It Is. Christian I got it I got it. so he's currently fifth right now uh he's behind Tyson Barry who's in first with 307 points that's right we did the fantasy draft and Barry yeah. first that's right uh recurring guest John Michael Lyles is second with 275 Sandish Ozelinch is third with 253 
Eric Johnson, our sweet prince, is actually tied with Kale McCarr at 246. So the next point Kale McCarr has will push him into fourth. Um, and the best part about it is <laughs> he did all of this in so much significantly less games than any of these. Well, how, how far behind is he with Barry? Uh, I'm trying to do quick math in my head. One, four, uh, like 60 point. Like, no, I'm doing math. This is terrible radio. Uh, he's 61 points behind him. So could do it this season. Could do it this season. And two hundred will do it this yeah. season. Yeah. I just love it. I mean, Eric Johnson played 717 games with the apps. He only had 246 compared to Kel McCarr who's played 236, 238. And he's tied with Eric Johnson. Unbelievable. Special dude, player. Dude, Tyson Berry's plus minus as an av was minus 59. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That's a, that was a period of time for this team. Uh. Look at Sammy G and Devon Taves rounding out the top 10. Good for those boys. Devon okay. Taves is more impressive because he's only been with the team for four years. Yeah, and they're only going to keep climbing the list as they go on. But we're going to wrap this one up here. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. And we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go abs. Let's go abs.